Brothers and sisters, good evening. You were expecting Father DiCarlo. I'm sorry to disappoint. He is filling in for me next week, so I offered to fill in for him this week. A few brief thoughts. This gospel, part of the Sermon on the Mount, contains a lot of difficult teachings, a lot of one-upmanship when it comes to the law. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever's angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. You've heard it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife must give her a bill of divorce. But I say to you, whoever divorces his wife causes her to commit adultery. The lists go on. What do you think is the most startling thing that Jesus said in those examples? What do you think was the hardest pill for those Jews who were listening to swallow? Can I tell you? It actually wasn't any of the particular teachings. The most startling thing for any of those Jews to hear was every time Jesus said, you have heard it said, but I say to you. This was Jesus asserting original authorship of the law. No rabbi, no teacher, no scribe, no Pharisee could rewrite the 1,600-some laws that were given to Moses. They could interpret. They could teach. They could offer a, a way of implementation. But Jesus didn't do that. Jesus didn't just say, well, you've heard it said, and I think that means. He didn't say, you've heard it said, and uh, what they were trying to get at was, he said, you've heard it said, but actually I say to you, he was the only one who had divine authority to restructure the law of God. When he did this, at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, it says that people, our translation says, people were astonished at his teaching. I hate that translation. It's inaccurate. It's not that they were astonished, right? You get astonished at good things too, like, oh, wow, oh, can you imagine? Oh, it's amazing. You're going to watch the Super Bowl tomorrow and you're, something's going to happen and you're going to be like, I am astonished. That is not how the crowds felt. They were not astonished. They were alarmed. They were upset. They didn't like it when he spoke this way. And it's important for us to be able to interact with that, pray with it, meditate with it, put ourselves in their position without hearing the story like it was some sort of third-person thing that we were watching that didn't matter. It shouldn't be that we were like, wow, they were astonished. How dramatic. And then go on about our day like nothing had changed. No, they were alarmed. They were upset. So let's 
Let's do a little thought exercise, shall we? What would I have to say in my homily to make you upset? What sort of thing would I have to say you'd be sitting there coming home from the Ball State game hoping to get your mass in before Super Bowl Sunday checking your boxes, you know? No one's the wiser. And all of a sudden you come into Father Cody's mass and he says something that just makes you so mad. Some of you may already be saying, Father, I'm already mad at you. Fine. Put yourself in that position to know what it would take. And then think about how you would respond. If I said something here, some hot button issue, ooh, is he going to go there? It'd be really easy for you to rebuff me. You could always say, what does he know? Who does he think he is? He's just a guy. But no one could say this of Jesus. He rightly speaks into each aspect of our lives. He has something to say to you about the way you live with your family. He has something to say to you about your marriage. He has an opinion, a right opinion, about sexuality, about relations with friends and enemies, peers, those who are socially superior to us, those who are socially inferior to us. He speaks into our work situations, our government, welfare. He is the proper authority to speak into each of these fields and more. His word is at home in every place and every subject. It's not one opinion amongst many. It is the right opinion. That's one of the perks of creating everything. When Jesus speaks a word of authority, when he says, you thought it was this way, but I say to you, he all of the sudden isn't provoking, he's revealing. He's showing you reality as it actually is. As a consequence, the word of God spoken through Christ is not oppressive. It's not smothering out my will. Actually, it's a step into freedom. It's a new opportunity to live as I actually am. And all that I am applies to him. Christ interprets and restructures the law. He gives new commandments in the gospel. As a matter of fact, he ends up, eventually, after the Sermon on the Mount, replacing the law with himself. What does he say to the rich young man? Do you remember that story? Rich young man comes to him and says, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And he says, How about the law and the prophets? And he says, I got that one. Not worried about it. Knew it already. Not a helpful suggestion, Jesus. And so Jesus says, Great. If you wish to be perfect, 
is the road to perfection. Then sell what you have and follow me. You want to go so that your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees, as it says in the gospel? Great. Follow me, not just the law. Follow me. Hear what I have to say. We know, because of the first reading, that those who follow the laws of God are not ever commanded to act unjustly, and they're not given a license to sin. Instead, they become more and more what they are. And let me tell you something. If you have asked Jesus, what do you want me to do about any sort of aspect in your life? If you've asked him that, and in the asking, you were not uncomfortable, you were doing it wrong. You should be uncomfortable. You're submitting all that you are, your whole will, your ability to choose your way to another. And you're trusting that other to be able to speak a word of truth that will set you free. As I said, if you don't feel uncomfortable in that, you're doing it wrong. But let me tell you something. As you do it, and you feel a little bit uncomfortable, don't flee from that discomfort. Instead, sit with it. Rest in it. Let it begin to transform you day after day. And I promise you, it will bring you lasting peace. Amen.